to uh, Punchboard Paradise. <laughs> hey. Hey, we're coming to you from uh, the heartland of America. Uh, yeah, we are. In Omaha, Nebraska. Hey, what do we discuss? We're going to talk about tabletop gaming. And what else? And some people that are affected by tabletop gaming. And uh, we might give it a review or something. Yeah. Might be, might be honest. Or a draft. I'm impressed with how much you know. I, I <laughs> yeah. literally, I blank, I, I, even when I edit, I blank out during this part. <laughs> I, I, I think Chad's going to take over my job. I, I don't even think I need to be here anymore. <laughs> Hey, uh, in episode 84, we're going to talk about some recent plays. We're going to uh, answer a question from the mailbag, and uh, we're going to do continue our alphabet draft. And don't forget Kickstarter Corner. And a Kickstarter Corner. Hey, if you didn't know, I'm Clef. And I'm Chad. And I'm Richie. And together we're Punchboard Punch Paradise. Paradise. All right, what's happening? That's what we're really doing. <laughs> <laughs> You're not that. part of our Voltron, Richie. <laughs> I must have missed this in the group chat. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's, we should talk about board games. Uh, that's fine with me because I, mean, I don't want to talk about baseball. So I do not no. want to talk about baseball either. No more baseball, please. Yeah. Nope. I'm hear ready for football. Okay. Um, yeah, but that's that's a whole. You know, I will say this week uh, is the most because my my son's baseball league has gotten done. So it's the most board games that I've gotten played in a long time. Actually, <laughs> if you no, got no, any baseball it. in, it'd probably be the most baseball you've gotten. <laughs> it in a would long actually. Time. <laughs> it would. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I always think of like when I'm when I'm trying to work with Finn on on pitching and stuff like that. I always think of that car commercial where they show that kid throwing real weird, real weird, real weird, and then they show his dad throwing it back to him. Super weird. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, just be a little bit better than me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so what but, have you gotten in, Chad? Well, first of all, I will say really quick, thank you to you for uh, loaning Insider Black to me, which uh, we went to a cabin the day after we uh, did the last podcast, and uh, we played insider with uh, a family that had played insider before but hadn't played the insider black version and that had the follower in it and they really enjoyed it the follower basically is trying to help the insider and if you don't know it's a deduction game it's kind of like 20 questions but mixed with sort of a werewolf variant uh where words is is sort of based on insider and anyway uh the follower is trying to help that along now the other thing that insider black has is different rules like you can't ask questions that refer to the master or the person Person. You know, you can't ask questions that refer to this or to refer to that. We didn't use those because you don't need it because it's it's still hard, it's still <laughs> you hard know, enough, yeah. and especially when you're playing with younger kids, too, which uh-huh. we were. But yep. it, it was fun. It was fun. And it was a nice way to introduce that variant of sort of the if you've ever played uh, Resistance Avalon, that Merlin character where I know uh-huh. sure. that you are the traitor sort of thing. So, OK, that was good. We played yeah. that. Yeah, Insider's a great little game. It's, yeah. uh, you know, one of those things that really you can play with a, uh, gamers and with non-gamers, and everybody usually enjoys it. Yeah, we played it with my my wife's 93-year-old grandmother. So, Ooh, I mean, wow. Yeah. So yeah, that is impressive. She knew. Yeah, go. it was good. But uh, I, I want to talk about really quick, the other game that we did play was uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak. Oh, I'm kind of interested to hear about that. So... You know, I I doubled down on this game because my family really likes deck builders. And this one is 
sort of that it's been lumped together with Dune Imperium and I think the other game that has been fulfilled on Kickstarter is called Endless Winter. It's been sort of lumped together in that grouping of worker placement plus deck builder. And this has that, right? So you are basically explorers in the sort of Indiana Jones era and you're kind of trying to explore this lost island, this lost civilization. And as you do that, you're going out to explore and you're finding these these different beasts and you're not killing them. They were careful to say that. You're not killing them, but you're, <laughs> yeah, don't mess it up for me, Richie. Uh, you're overtaking them, and then they give you certain things and, you know, allow you resources. And then on the other side of things, on the other side of the board, basically, you're moving up this this temple track. And that seems to me to be the crux of the points, basically, because you need to get these specific resources in different combinations to move move up those, those tracks, basically. Uh-huh. However... It's very interesting because it moves very quickly, especially at two and three players. And I will say I played the solo as well, and that is actually pretty well designed because you can you can move little pieces in and out to tailor how difficult you want to make the solo game, which is cool. But it basically has a me- mechanism that encourages you to kind of play through your cards pretty quickly because you're only getting to play your cards six times really there's there's five to six rounds so you have to move through your deck quickly or get those cards that let you play an extra card play an extra card and that sort of thing so it's not necessarily deck building in the way that you would think you don't get to get through your deck very very quickly but now when you do buy cards from the row some of them you get to use right away and some of them you get to tuck under your deck so you're not going they're not going in your discard pile too so there's some strategy there it is, I would say, a little bit better than a family weight game. It's it's family weight plus, probably. Okay. Um, and it's very beguiling. The art is very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. The components are quite amazing. These arrowheads and rubies and different things, you know. Um, it was fun. My family really enjoyed it. And my son, who doesn't always sit still for a lot of these kinds of games, it moved quick enough, and he was happy to, to play it. So, hmm. Lost Ruins of Arnak. Who's the publisher on that? That is CGE Games, and it it is from the duo Min and Elwin. I think they're they're partners. I'm not sure. And this already has a, a planned expansion in the work because it is, I think, nominated for the Kennerspiel this year. So I believe so. Yeah. 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 I've been wondering about this because uh, preparing for the uh, our alphabet draft that we're doing today. I was just looking at the top 100 games that started with the letters that we were doing, and yeah. obviously L is one of the letters we're doing, and I noticed it's already in the top 100. I know. Isn't that crazy? Uh, it's going, like, back, wow. going back through that and seeing how much it's changed just over the last year. Yeah, we might have to look at that again. Yeah. yeah. It has yeah. changed quite a bit. Well, yeah. if you so you've been looking at games to play with your kiddos. You know, uh-huh, yeah. and if if that's a, a thing for you, I would definitely let you borrow it because okay. uh, it might be something that they would enjoy and it yeah. moves quick. Yeah, which I'd, is good. I'd, I'd be interested. You know, obviously I play Dune Imperium. Um, I don't know much about Endless. What is that? Endless Winter? Right. Yes. Yeah. OK. I don't know much about that one, but obviously um, it being so hot, I mean, I'd love to try it, you know, and, and give it a try. And certainly that'd be a good one to play with the kids. And for sure. You bet. Yeah, I'll I bring think the over. nomination plus the fact that they already got it up on Board Game Arena. That you can play the the full version as well. Oh, really? Definitely helps. So, you know, a lot of people are getting a chance to try it out. Yeah. I think the thing about this game is that it knows what it wants to do, and it was developed in that way, if right. that makes any sense. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, you know, I think, obviously, and I don't, I don't blame publishers or 
even designers to do this. But I mean, Wingspan, I think, really has brought that, hey, you don't have to make a super complicated Euro game to make it good. And I mean, sometimes, you know, less is better for a lot of people. It may not be our cup of tea necessarily because, you know, what we like, but for most of the people out there, that is something that they want. You know, they want those quicker games. Like you said, you know, something that Finn can sit down and and enjoy and yet it doesn't overstay his welcome for him. Right. And know your audience. And and in this case, right, I... I still have fun playing the game, and I have a lot more fun that my family wants to play it with me. I might play it and say it's the best game I've played so far this year. <laughs> I don't think it'll happen, but, but you tell never me. know, though, with Clef. You don't. You don't. He's a wild card. Woo. What have you been playing, Clef? Uh, well, hey, I got in a play of a game that I, I used to own this game, and I actually sold it away. Uh, luckily, the person I sold it to uh, is my friend Dan, so it didn't go very far. <laughs> and he ended up buying an expansion for it, and that is Windake. Oh, oh okay. yeah. yeah. So I was really uh, excited about this game when it first came out. Uh, so was I. I, was, I and our play was a, a little lackluster, so yeah. I'm excited to but see. But you know what? I love the, the theme. So... Uh, you know, okay. The theme is is. is I like the is. idea yeah. of the theme when I read it. Okay, let me put it that okay. way. Okay. Uh, I really like the idea of the mechanic of you had two tracks, and each, on each track you had two different, um, you know, ways to score, and you're only going to get your lowest of your two scores. That gives me a bad like yellow and Yangtze flashback. But yeah, <laughs> yes, <was> yes. <laughs> but so that's very interesting on how. You know, you could be really hitting one thing hard, but if you're not hitting the other thing, it's not going to matter. And it's and it's random each game on where these pieces go, so it's not the same track every time. So, um, and that was the thing that was the most interesting to me. Now, the base game I found to be a little bit lackluster. Like I felt like it was a Kickstarter that they didn't just quite get all the way developed. Like it was a it was a good game. There was some really cool things there. Um, the other really cool part about, I guess, the part of the game that I really like too is your player board, you have a nine by nine grid. It has nine actions on it. And on your turn, you'll basically take one of your pawns and you're going to put it on one of those nine squares, like a tic-tac-toe board. And then you're going to take that action. Well, then your next turn, you're going to have to go either orthogonally or diagonal from that piece. And then whatever the last piece is, you're pretty much, okay, that's my last action because then you've kind of stuck yourself because you got to do it in a row, which I thought was really neat too. But then also at the end of the turn, you're going to flip those tiles over and they're going to be like a a generic ritual tile that's on the backside that you're going to have. But then the other thing is you all can upgrade your tiles. So you start off with like, okay, I only get to do this one action on this tile. Oh, now I'm going to get a new tile and it gets to do two things on here. Oh, and now I'm going to get this one here. It does three things on here. And so you kind of start making more and more actions as you, uh, you know, continue in the game. So uh, there was a lot of things about it that I really liked. But it just kind of was 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 a little flat, and I think we all felt that way. But what did yeah. you feel like the expansion so, added? Well, so the expansion, and one thing that did always kind of bug me about it is, is one of your pawns you could always go and use to take turn order. But if you went up to take turn order, it was nothing but taking you know first place turn order for the next round or second or whatever it would be. It didn't do anything else. It didn't matter really, right? Well, the expansion now adds these alliance cards. So when you go up to take a turn order, you can actually uh, get a a card that will sometimes give you a, an instant bonus, or it might give you a 
continuous bonus that you can use throughout the, the game. But also, anytime you put it on there, there's going to be a French flag or a British flag there. And then when you do that, you're going to move to one side or the other, going towards either being alliance with Britain or being alliance with, with the France. And then it's, you're going to get like a, a bonus action with that, where you could do some shipping. Where before it didn't matter like where you'd put your canoes out. If you remember anything about the canoes, you just put these out in the boat. And it mm-hmm. didn't matter where you stuck them. Now you have to have more canoes than anybody else in an area to do a shipping with either the British or the French ship, um, which can get you these guns. And these guns are really powerful that can help do these other actions and stuff. Uh, so there's that. They also, you can have extra like warriors, they call them patrols of either French or British that you can use to help protect your stuff, which is obviously very big because, you know, there's a little bit of a little bit of battling in this game in, in the, the sense of, you know, people can come and take over your territories. You can go take over their territory. So you kind of had some patrols that help block that. And then the last thing is you could just turn in these guns for victory points. And obviously uh, in this game, if you if you're scoring like actual victory points, at the end, that's like added on to the end of your score as opposed to just one of the tracks or whatever. So so it did a whole bunch of cool stuff with that. So that really the expansion is all about this alliances thing. Uh, they did have some new tiles that had actual alliance action on there. So you could move up and down whichever way on these alliance tracks. And then they gave you different bonuses. And then also, if at the end of the game, wherever you ended up on the alliance track, which five was the max, you also could add that onto your end game score. It was good. I I like the changes that they made. I'm still not sure it's quite good enough. I don't know if it's quite good enough to me to want to play it again. I, I think it was kind of a one play. I enjoyed it, you know, the play of it, but I don't know if it would. And I played it two player. Maybe if I played three or four, it might be a little bit more interesting out on the board with the the battling and stuff. But then I'm thinking to myself, I don't know if I want that extra time involved in the game because obviously it's just going to make it longer. So overall, I'm going to say, yeah, is kind of what I'm going to come up with. And Windake was, I believe, a renegade game, I think, right? Uh, yeah, I think it was a renegade game. And actually, I got to ask Chad, and I, don't, I can't believe I'm going to ask this question. What was the theme? Because for some reason, I thought, it was just like a colonial. You were indigenous theme. people. It's, like, it's, like it's a Santa Maria oh, okay. theme. Well, no. Well, Santa Maria. Santa you Maria are, was a little bit more creepy. Like you're, you're the gonna, colonist. <laughs> no, yeah, you're the colonist, and you're gonna make you're, these people enjoy religion and smile and be happy. And, happiness points. Yeah, yeah, it's all happy. Yeah, yeah okay, it's but, not quite so when the Dake, same thing. You are the indigenous. Yeah, people. you are oh. the indigenous people gotcha. getting these hides and getting these, you know, different things. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> that is uh, Windake with the uh, the Alliance expansion. Oh, all right, all right. Did you want to talk about the other uh, game that we were that we kind of all got to play in? Of no, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll tease that a little bit and let Richie talk about whatever he's <laughs> going right. to talk about, and then we'll come back. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I got to play a game that Clough. I think you're well. You're not going to be excited about it. Your wife, though, might be excited. <laughs> okay. About the expansion. Actually, I think you'll like. Aquatica better with the expansion. Right. So I got to play it this weekend. Oh, okay. Um, and actually, first, I was supposed to play uh, Destinies this weekend until I just bought the game. I didn't even realize it was one to three. <laughs> it is. It is perfect, <laughs> actually, because we played it. And I'll talk about this in a future episode, but we talked about it with my family because, you know, it's my wife and Finn and myself. And it's perfect for three. 
Uh, and we, well, I will talk about why it is perfect, but yeah, I'm sorry yeah, that, that you that made totally me sad when I was trying to set it up and I was like, well, I probably shouldn't have bought this, but <laughs> you know what, my, though, a little I, more research next I time. I will tell you what, uh, you know what, it's, it's a little dark, but Knox may be able to handle it. So the three of you, if, okay. if I list not playing, so right. something well, to consider. I'll, I'll talk to you about what the content is that's in it later, okay. and maybe you can gotcha. make that decision. But tell us what you did play. Yeah, so I had to that. I had to scramble because then I needed a game to play. With, we had the Stuckies over, so I, I had Aquatica with the Cold Waters expansion sitting on the the okay. shelf. So I busted right. that out, and I mean Aquatica just like the base game. Just a quick over because I think either one of you two talked about this at one game day or yeah, something. Yeah, we like both kind of did because Clef's wife made him acquire it and she was really excited about it after she thumped us with it. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, <laughs> so. she keeps calling it Aqua Bubble. That's what she <laughs> <Aqua> says. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Well, in Aqua Bubble, you're you're using your character cards to get these locations, what they, they call the depths, and then you, you're putting them in your board and then you're going to be triggering those to get points and achieve these different goals at the top of the board. And that's how the game ended either by someone achieving all four of the goals or the locations running out or the character deck running out. In this new expansion, uh, it gives you more characters that bring in some new mechanisms, uh, some new king cards, which are the individual powers and stuff like that. But the biggest change is that they throw in this tribes board. So the tribes board goes over the goals at the top of the board and it can hold, I think it's eight cards and there's two tribes decks. There's ones and twos. So the, all the cards in the ones, and you're going to flip out four from each to start the game. So the cards that are in the one deck are all powers that you can get. So it could be you're going to get two of the tridents every round. You're going to get two coins every round. And the way that you take control of one of those is that when you go to recruit a character, you can now pay for one of the tribe's cards. And the cost is up there. They're expensive. I think six is like the cheapest one. And then depending on how many other players are on that card, it will increase as well. Uh, and then the, the, the cards that are in the two deck are all in-game scoring. So like if you have a unique set of... Uh, locations, different things like that. It just depends on the cards that come out. Uh, and there, I think there's 20 total in the deck. Uh, like I said, though, you're only playing four from each deck, each game. So now the game does not end from someone achieving the goals, which that seems like that's the way that most of the games ended just from my research. I have not played the base game. Okay. That's well, how and if you played the okay. base game and you played the way they recommended up front, those were pretty achieve easily achievable right. goals. So Unfortunately, if people did that, it was very ho-hum because it, it was easily achievable with those base yeah. goals. Okay. So now the game only ends when one of the decks runs out. Uh, so it allowed, allowed us to do, you know, I mean, for the game, the game, I think it was about an hour. It was a little over an hour probably. But we got good engines going. It didn't seem like it was, it overstayed its welcome. And it also didn't seem like it went too fast. Mm -hmm. And the different tribe powers are, are interesting. They, they can definitely help you out and, and they can help you kind of engineer your engine towards those things up there. And also the goal cards are nice because you get to decide how you score at the end of the game as well. Uh, so it does bring a lot more thought into the game okay. rather than just kind of rushing to get those basic goals done. So overall, I, I would I would definitely recommend it, especially if your wife continues to want to play Aqua Bubble. I don't mm -hmm. even know if she remembers it anymore, <laughs> but... Well, she she's questioned why is it on the sell shelf. So. Oh, there you go. <laughs> See, she was not a, not happy with it. And that. it's it's not an expensive expansion. No, it's so really not. It's and pretty cheap. Like I, I said, it, it it is definitely different. The art is seriously beguiling. The color palette is part of this. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that anytime you 
yeah, I would say that anytime you really work on this, you know, uh, uh, you play this game, it is, uh, it's good as long as you don't do the main expansion thing. Yeah. Dude, the tribes expansion is definitely right, worth right. at least giving it a try. I think yeah. you'll I, like the I, game better I, for sure. I, yeah. I can't buy any games until the end of August, so I'll I'll just have to wait. Okay, but, uh, well, are you allowed to trade? So, I could trade. Yeah, a lot of garbage on that <laughs> yeah, shelf. Yeah, you do. Yes, I, so. We do. I mean, I see some stuff that's been there for months and months and months. Eh, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about the last game that obviously we've all gotten to play. Um, I've gotten to play it a few times now, and uh, that is going to be Mr. Cole Worley's Oath. Yeah, from Leader mm-hmm. Games. So yeah. Um, so real quick, I'll give you a real brief overview of the game. This is a, really, it's a game about, I want to say area control with negotiation would maybe be the best way to describe this game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Um, one person is always going to be the chancellor who is in basically in power in this country that you're in from the start of the game, from the start of the game. And he will be chancellor for the entire game. Um, and then everybody else is in exile. So they're basically outside the kingdom trying to, you know, uh, you know, try to take power or whatever and try to try to take over. However, there is ways that they can become citizens. So then they've kind of become uh, a partner with the chancellor. Um, and yet they still have a ulterior way to win. Now, for me to tell you how to win this game, that's a little difficult because there are multiple different ways for the different characters. So mm-hmm. the chancellor really has one main way to win and that's by being what's called the oath keeper. Well, I should say there's different ways to win the game, you know, with, uh, that you can change the way I have played the game only though, is with the oath keeper. So where that's, that's the main way. So the, uh, chancellor, if he is the, if he is the oath keeper and starting in, I think it was round five, he gets to roll a dice, and if he rolls a certain number, he wins, and then the die gets lower and lower as it goes on. And obviously, everybody's trying to kind of take that away from him. Now, this the Exiles, they can win by the same way. They can actually take over the Oath Keeper by, if they control more areas, and then they can win, basically, if they go two times around and they've been the Oath Keeper, they immediately win. They don't even have to roll a die. They just, they just outright win. And then... They can also win the, the exiles by these visions. And during the game, you're going to be getting these different cards. And a vision will tell you, hey, if you control the book of secrets, you win. You know, now you have to reveal these on your turn, and then you have to make it all the way around to be your beginning of your turn to actually have an opportunity to win. So uh, you know, so that's I'll talk about that here in a moment. So, but anyway, so you have these visions you can win. And then lastly, if like if you become a citizen. You can also win by having more relics and, uh, you know, these, I can't remember what those things are called, the Book of Secrets and the other thing. Anyways, those, those items, you can, you can have more of those and you can basically win. I'm, I'm going to say right now, I probably butchered these, you know, rules or whatever. So please don't anybody yell at me. I'm just giving a, a basic overview. Um, the real crux of the game, obviously, is it's one of these King of the Mountain type of games where... If somebody is winning, it's almost like a, hey, let's all go and pile on that person to make sure that they're not winning. So obviously you're trying in the game to be able to do that without people being able to stop you. And so there's a lot of negotiation trying to tell people, hey, you know, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Um, 
you know, and obviously bu- uh, deals aren't binding except for on that turn type of thing. Um, then otherwise you're, you're kind of going out to these different cards. I mean, that's, it's definitely a card game. You're getting the opportunity to either play these cards into your personal tableau of, uh, associates or advisors. advisors. Okay. Yep. Or you can play them as locations out on the board. And then if you control that location, you get to use those. And, uh, that way you're getting uh, the money, which they call favor, I believe is what it was. And then the secrets mm-hmm. are the books. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so a little bit of resource management, um, each faction. And then there's like seven different factions, I think where they each have their own money bucket or whatever. So if you go to get money and you're getting money from, like the beast faction or something, and it has no money, you don't get any money, which is actually one of the things I thought was really interesting about the game. But anyways, so it's, it's a real King of the Hill type of game of, you know, who's winning. And then everybody kind of tries to stop them in a way. And so you're trying to, you know, like I said, figure out a way that they can't stop you. Um, I don't know that that's a brief, brief, brief overview of the game. And that sounds in line with when we had Cole on our show, you know, talking about he had his, I referenced his uh, talk about king making. And uh, a lot of his games have that where he likes the social aspect of gaming. And that means that if somebody is going to be the leader, then you guys all need to get together and, and complicitly choose to either bash down that leader or support that leader. One of mm-hmm. the two. Yeah. And you can't just stand idly by, you know, you're, you're making a decision and uh, Cole likes that dynamic. And this sure. has that, I think a lot in spades where you have to negotiate, you have to go around the table. Root does that too, I think actually. And, but Root is a little bit more difficult in that Root has such asymmetry that you you know you're almost babysitting in the first well, few and, rounds. And I'd also say Root has victory points, so you yeah. are continuing to score victory points as you're going along. It's not like somebody all. Of, I mean, yes, people can try to gang up on you and stop you, but it's this felt more like different. if you're trying to go yeah. for a dominance win. Right. Yes, yes that's yeah. a good. That's point. the entire game. Yes. Right. right. There's no victory points as far as that. At the end, someone could just end up winning. I mean, obviously, the chancellor can win in the end if no one else is able to pull off their, you know, their vision or their whatever. Vision, yeah. Yeah. It definitely feels like a dominance, like you're trying to win through dominance. That's a great point, right. Richie. So it's more like how, how does your faction achieve a dominance win yeah. or prevent the other faction from doing so? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, you know, the, there's parts of it that I think are very interesting and very well done. Um, first of all, the, the uh, I don't know if I'd call the art beguiling. Uh, I like the art. I like the production. <laughs> I, I, I just had to throw that word. No, in. I, 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 I thought it was a great use of the word, and I actually really thought you knew what it meant. <laughs> uh, uh, Kickstarter-wise, at least the production was was outstanding. I mean, you oh, got real these yeah. real books, and I mean the the coins Metal are nice coins and, and the favors. Yeah, yeah. I don't so know if that's great job. Uh, that that might be just cardboard in the regular version. Yes, I don't it is. Know. Okay. Yeah. So, but. I will say though that I did I did find it interesting to see what what Kyle Farron came up with when it was sort of fantasy and not just limited by animals. And I did like some of that. So, and the color palette too is very interesting. You, no matter what version you get, you've got a mat because the board is so long. Yeah. You've got a, a rubberized mat to play oh, with, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. The yep. neoprene mat. And, and uh, you know, the colors on that are really, really interesting and do a great job of delineating what you need to look at too. Yeah. <sighs> 
I will say this. Five player. Oh, boy. No, not a five player. Game. Uh, it, <laughs> Too long. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, probably three. I would say three, but then you're but not. Then getting you also kind of want four. Yeah, but you don't want four. You don't. Want four. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, it's it is definitely a game where you are going to take your turn and then you may not do anything for yeah. 10 minutes, you know, and yeah, the, the turns are long. That, and you can't really begrudge somebody of taking their turn because they have no, a lot of things no, to look at so much to do. and oh. the board changes so much between yeah. their turns and you got cards to look at, you know, you're constantly picking up new cards, you know, trying to decide. So it's not like something where, yeah, why don't you know what you're going to do on your turn? Agreed. I mean, it's, it's a very hard game to play fast. Yeah, it is. And I back this game, so I want to love it. Right. But the issue with the game and this is, and this was kind of advertises a game with a memory. And there's this nice little journal in there. Oh. And at the end of the game, you know, whoever won is supposed to to write the history of the game. Right. And that's that is a, a fantastic idea. It's a fun idea. If we didn't live in a, a world where board gamers consider a game from last year old. Right. And they're ready to move on to something new. So it's tough. Like you really need a dedicated group for this. And you need to like just be playing this when you get together if for you a have, long time. Yeah, if you're somebody who likes to play a game over and over again, and you got a group, and you could make something, then maybe it is something that you would continuously enjoy the the build and the change and mm -hmm. how it goes along. Uh, that's not us. I mean, we're, we're not we're not playing a game that much. And to be fair, I think that's the way uh, a little bit that Root was designed. In that you know it. it benefits from a group that plays a lot with each other however this was billed as not quite a legacy game but something that changes with your group and the way i understand it it's sort of like if you win you get to decide these cards that go in the deck for next time and you can write in this journal but i don't know if that's if that's a huge change to the game and no, i i just, also yeah and i mean the, even the cards that you add aren't necessarily a huge change to the game. The yeah. way whoever won, the way that they won is kind of the way the cards that are going to go in are kind of the way that you're going to want to try to win the next game. So I don't yeah. know. It, it, it did not seem as big of a component, really. Yeah, yeah. as big as, as it, it seemed like it was advertised yeah. during the Kickstarter, let's say. Sure. That's yeah. not to say that it's not good, but if you're looking for that kind of game, it might not be that for you. Uh, I once again, I mean, I will say, I think this was a very, it's a very well designed game, and I think it is exactly what if somebody wants this type of game, I think it's going to be a very, very good game for them. If you don't like King of the Hill, knock somebody off, and you know, a long game where you're going to be waiting in between turns, uh, this is probably not going to be for you. I don't disagree. Uh, I mean, if you had to put me on a spot right now, and you guys didn't, but I'll go ahead and put myself on a spot. <laughs> I'd rather play Root. Okay. I mean, that's Root, what yeah. I'm going to say Root right now. Root is climbing. It's, yeah. Here's uh, the thing. Yeah. Root is at least a four for him. Uh, I joke I and I say be. it's a five. It is at least a four. It's got to be. It's got to be. I, I, never, I never asked to play it, so it can't be a four. You forced us to play it one night. I, I owed Dan for his birthday or something or, or something i don't remember yeah. what it was birthday. i owed him He's and so i was like ready to get it out of the do way do you see him do you see him doing <laughs> pumping <laughs> actions in the background this is kind of like we, we kind of got like a live audience i know this it is, is kind of uh, sort of like the, did you ever watch Three's company with don roper <laughs> it's don roper right there with a back bathrobe <laughs> did he just drop an f-bomb <laughs> 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> See what these guys bring out of Chad. <laughs> oh boy. Okay, this is going off the rails here. Yes. All right, guys. <laughs> but in a normal circumstances, I never ask to play the game, so it can't be a four. Best to give you know a three. It's, normal it's close anymore. to a four. Uh, it's close to a four. All right. It's minimum a three. We all know right. that. Yeah. Oh, man. Chad, talk about a Kickstarter game for me. <laughs> <All right. you? laughs> Let's head on over to the Kickstarter corner. So today, I am happy to talk about Distilled, a spirited strategy game from Dave Beck. You know, maybe you consider us late to the party on this because everybody has been crawling all over this. But this is about making and distilling your own spirits, basically, and creating an engine to do so. Honestly... This kind of reminds me of Brute Crafters, but in a really fun way that creates some pusher luck. So when you create a spirit, for example, or you distill it, you are building a deck from a recipe uh, for rum or vodka or such. And then you're having to take certain random cards out of your deck and discard those because that is sort of the, I can't think of the word, but it's, it's the runoff basically. And when that happens you are going to see what you're left with and hope that it's enough to make a good recipe. So you're kind of hedging your bets when you make these recipes. You're also get it, getting experts that help you with your distillery and help you expand and those sorts of things. So this kind of fits in the same niche almost as, as like a viticulture or a vinos. And that's not to say if you have one of those, you shouldn't get this one. But this is a good medium weight euro with some uh, some interaction and uh, some, some good pusher luck mechanism to it. So yeah. I would highly suggest that you at least take a look. When this episode drops, you'll have a little bit more than two weeks to look at it. I think the base game is somewhere around 50 or $60, and the, the, the game with the expansion and the coins is about 85 And then I think shipping might be uh, between 10 and 15 So it's something to look at uh, because if, if this is your bag or you know somebody who really likes you know, spirits, likes vodka, likes rum, likes, you know, the whole process of this, because there is some chemistry involved to this actual game, you know, then you may really enjoy this game. I, I would highly recommend you taking a look at it. Yeah. I, when I, 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 the thing that I thought was very interesting was how much I did kind of seem to fill the brew crafter feel of, you know, I got to get these ingredients and stuff. Yet I liked the fact where like in brew crafters, you just kind of have the ingredients and you do it. This one then turns it into a little bit of uh quacks of Quedlinburg where it's your you know you're starting to flip over the cards and if you hit some bad cards then you kind of go bust or whatever you know and I I haven't played the game so I hope I don't miss say but at least from what I could kind of uh, see from the playthrough or whatever and I liked that I thought oh that kind of sounds kind of sounds an almost interesting to as opposed to just a basic oh grab the cards and you know play them or whatever so. right so you you have that recipe okay uh -huh. of cards that have the ingredients whether it's barley you know, yeah. when they're when they're mixed together, they make alcohol and all those things, right? You shuffle them together, and then you're going to take the top and the bottom cards from the deck and put them in the pantry, and that's your impure because this this really happens when you distill. Sure, yeah. That's your impure uh, first and last parts of the run. Basically. Yeah, that can kill you if you drink it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll go blind. Yeah, uh, yeah, like Richie. So if you if that happens, <laughs> hey, we're all wearing glasses here. <laughs> so if that happens, you know. 
those are the things you you have to scrap, and then you hope that your recipe is good enough to continue and fulfill some of the uh, award cards that are out there on the table or or such. Right, right. Yeah, I think this sounds like a really interesting game. I'm I'm kind of excited about it. I think this is something I. I'm pretty much sure I'm going to back this on Kickstarter. It yeah, looks good. I would I would say uh, check it out because it is honestly one of the better developed games that I've seen on Kickstarter in a while. Yeah. All right. Well, it's it's kind of quiet around here without Dan in that bag, but do you guys... Well, he's still in the bag. Oh, he is. We yeah. just don't need him because we quiet. got other questions. All right. so, Although that yeah. bag hasn't moved in a while. So. <laughs> Did you give him Probably some wheat right. thins? Some wheat thins? Yeah, he really likes wheat thins. <laughs> he's surviving whatever's on off that bag. <laughs> all right. Oh, boy. All right. Well, <laughs> considering the other day, uh, me, him, and Brent, me, him, and Brent. Uh, probably bad English, but uh, we went to uh, Spaghetti Works, which is a local place here in town. Sure. And you get your meal. You get a meal, and you can choose whatever sauce, and then you can get as many free refills on pasta as you want. And uh, yeah, I think we all got like three refills of pasta that day. So I, we should be I full for all a while. those went out of business. But. I know, right? Were you guys oh. like, I gotta get my money's worth? Well, I mean, you know, if, if if they say free refill, you might as well get another one every time. How does that so, work? Do they give you the pasta first or do they give you the sauce first and then the pasta no, after no. that? You just ask whatever type of pasta and then whatever sauce and then they okay. bring it to you yeah. and then you can have a new, you can choose different, you know, combinations. I had some spicy marinara. I had some spicy Italian. I even had chili. They gave you chili <laughs> on top of noodles. The, I was like, that was like the worst one. Have you never one. been that to a Sandy Works? Awful. Oh. I think yeah. I did when I first moved. The here one downtown got like, shut down yeah. because of uh, health code violations. And I think oh, that really? was the one I went yeah. to. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this was the one out in P- Papillion, Papillion or La Vista yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. So I mean, they haven't been shut down yet. It was, it was yet. good. <laughs> I don't know. They had a salad bar. I mean, I you don't a, know what that chili so, was made of. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm still alive. I'm good. All right, good. So, okay. Well, what's way in off the, the mailbag? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So we got a couple questions today. We're going to start with Richards, and he's asking: With conventions coming back, how do you get in plays with different groups? Because he's noticed that uh, himself that, and we've kind of talked about this in the past as well. He just ends up playing with his normal group at conventions, and I know. Like for us, it's been tough to justify sometimes going to like cons that are in Omaha just uh-huh. because what's the difference between going there and coming to one of our houses? Right. Especially with our collections. Right, right. We're not going there for the collection of board games. Right. Uh, for their library. We're not going there. You know, play to win is not something that's all, you know, big to us really most of the time. If it's a game we want, we have it. So there's yep. not those. Um, you know, I mean, vendors sometimes, you know, especially. Uh, you know, not anything that we're big on. So why do we go to local conventions? That's a good question. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, obviously we can just invite the people <laughs> that we want to play with. It is tough to, to justify local conventions for me personally, just because, you know, I got two little ones at home. So right. it's hard to justify like a whole weekend to hang out. I love hanging out so, with you guys. So, but to, to justify that to the wife is tough. Right. 100%. Right. So, I mean... So let's, we, we, obviously we've got Great Plains Game Festival coming up here uh, in about a month, right? And we're all mm-hmm. going to go to that. So what if we each of us sat down at a table with a board game and just put up a sign that said "Players Wanted"? Would we? Would that be something we could do? We could try that. I would. At larger cons, I could see that possibly working 
better. You don't think Great Plains would work with that? It might. Do they have player-wanted things? I don't even remember if they do. I'm pretty sure they do because they're trying to get bigger and bigger. And so I would say Great Plains has that. I think... I think that's a great idea because for me, I'm already thinking ahead because we have talked that we're going to be there Saturday. Uh And I have already said a long time ago that I want to play more 18xx games. So I'm thinking of setting up a table and saying like, you know, hey, some of these shorter 18xx, anybody want to play those? And some of the people in the Lincoln area, which is, you know, 45 minutes away from Omaha, uh, you know, do you want to play those? Those sort of things. And I'd be really happy to meet some of those people. Right. There you go. So Chad will be playing one game that day. So then what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think, I think you just gotta um, gotta force yourself, yeah, out of your I normal mean, gro- group. I think and- as us as a podcast, I think it might be easier because I think a lot of people might, you know, maybe in our local area might be like, hey, I'd really like to learn this game or play this game. Be a little easier for us to like uh, kind of go out there. But someone like maybe like Richard, who you know doesn't have a podcast, how does he then you know try to get into different groups or whatever? So we have some friends out there, and uh, some of them ha- I- I've talked with, and they say they've gone sort of sight unseen to some of these cons that are a little bit farther away and they've been the only person but they have played some games that they would have never played and really enjoyed because of those need a player signs right yeah right and Mm -hmm. some of them have known how have been the one that knows how to play that game too yeah and and so that's what i would look for if you're if you're planning on going to there I would, I would A, look at the schedule and see what you could sign up for, and B, think about things that you kind of want to play or want to teach to anybody else and be really welcoming to a sure. group that would like to do that. So you can always set up your own table if it's a con that has a sign that like needs players or something like that, and then you can you can do that. Just make sure that if you do that, you're ready to teach it. But, you know, yeah. those yeah. those sort of things are, are, are really great, and I would highly recommend that because – that's what I love about conventions is meeting new people. Yeah, I, one of my favorite memories is I was at great uh, at uh, oh what the heck is it called in St. Louis uh, Geekway, and you know they obviously have the players wanted, and there was three guys sitting at a table and it said player wanted, and they were, they were just starting they were setting up Great Western Trail and I stopped in and I'm like uh, you know hey you know uh, you guys know how to play and they're like no we don't have, and they're looking at the rule book and I'm like. I'd love to join you and I can teach, you know, I don't even need the rule book. And so that was something nice. Not only did I get to play with some new people, but I felt like, Hey, it's a heck of a lot better than trying to sit there and learn the rule book for great Western trail at a con, you know, I think it was like one in the morning or something. I just didn't want to go to sleep. So it took like four hours to play the game, but (laughs) that wasn't that bad, but it was a lot of fun. So that's certainly a way that yeah. you could meet new people. The, is the just player wanted or teacher player wanted signs. Uh-huh. Yeah. And also the events like Chad said. I mean, that's how I met Chad was at Pretzcon. So, uh, fresco. yeah. Fresco. We played Fresco together. And then I think yeah. we were signed up for Mysterium as yep, well. We did. And we also played. Somebody oh. <laughs> hooked us into a Flapjacks and like Sasquatch. Sasquatch, Sasquatch and Flapjacks <laughs> or something like that. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. But okay. you know what? Like Richie was wearing an Ohio State sweatshirt and I was like. Okay. Oh boy. Yeah. But you know what? He could talk intelligently about football. <laughs> and and I really yeah, enjoyed his game. Yeah. Well, when the Flapjacks and Sasquatch came out, we kind of gave each other the same look. <laughs> and then that was like, okay, we're, we're on the same, we're on the same page. Same page yeah. at least. That is how we met. And, and so I will say, like, there honestly, there is nothing more satisfying than meeting somebody through a convention or playing board games with them and making that connection. So I would highly suggest you, you know, say, taking that 
chance and putting yourself out there. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a statement right now. I'm not playing a single game with you guys at Great Plains Game Festival. Okay, All fair. Right. I All may right. not even look at you guys. All right. <laughs> oh wait, we're recording we're there. Record. Yeah, we Never mind. Okay, I'll look at you then. <laughs> All right. Actually, you still don't have to look at us. Oh, that's yeah. true. Talk that's to your mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We Good have any question, other questions? Richard. Yeah, Thank great you. question, Richard. All right, yeah. and we got another question, and this one's aimed at you, Clef. I think we can all uh, chime in here, and this oh, is from fantastic. <laughs> this is from uh, Dave Richards in the our, our guild guild okay. three two two seven. <laughs> yeah, right off the dome. Got that good. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and he's saying, hey, guys, listening to your recent podcast, Clef, you made it clear that you don't like 18XX, but you obviously love Age of Steam. I'd love to hear you explain this in detail. Seems most people who like one like the other. And this generated quite the discussion. Yeah. It really form. did. It yeah. did. It was, it was a good discussion on our guild. Well, Dave, Dave that is... That's an excellent question because, quite honestly, I have asked myself that same question. I have wanted to like 18xx games. I mean, I have purchased multiple 18xx games. I've purchased like four or five of them in my lifetime. So it's not like a lack of trying to like an 18xx game. And Dave, I've wanted so, him to. Actually, yes. Too. Okay. <laughs> I, I certainly, you know, I've, I've, I, what, on a whim, I bought 1830, you know, one time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and you have one other yeah. Kickstarter coming. That's yeah. An he has 18 Dortmund. Yeah. 18 Dortmund coming. And, you know, I'm still kind of excited about it. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> he doesn't even like beer, by so, the way. So first of all, yeah. <laughs> first of all, uh, no, I like that peach Lambic beer. That's okay, pretty good. Sorry. Yeah. No, don't, don't go crazy here on me. All right. I've wanted to like it. But the plays that I have had of 18xx games have just not given me the excitement that I get from Age of Steam. Uh, I feel like, A, they sometimes go too long, the 18xx games, which I don't mind long games. I mean, my God, I play coin games, which are super long. But I just feel like for what I'm getting out of it, I just don't feel like the length of time warrants it. And I don't know if they the 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 slower build of the track just seems to kind of detract for me. I mean, in age of steam, I mean, usually by about round three, maybe four, you know, you've built most of your network after that, you're just kind of building extra things to do. And I feel like in 18 XX, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to lay one tile. Okay. I'm not even going to run my train this time because I don't have a train or I'm not doing this. I, I don't know. It just hasn't gripped me the way an age of steam has. Like I said, I wish it had, and I'm still, have told Chad I am willing to try out. He's got a uh, 1822 that you 1882. Want? 1882 that he's like uh, been saying is a quicker version. I'm, I'm I'm willing to try it. As I just said, I have 18 Dortmund coming, and I'm excited about it. Um, but I think for me, I get everything that I ever want out of a board game out of Age of Steam. It gives me the great like from moment one. You know what? How many shares do I take? to then how much am I willing to bid for turn order? You know, how important are all the actions? You know, what do I feel like there? And then going into that first move of, okay, where am I going to build? Because this is so important. And then you just feel like it just has a wonderful build where it's so tight early. And then by about midway through the game, you're starting to get rolling. And then at the end of the game, it's just all about where can you get your fives and sixes from, you know, to, mm -hmm. to really cap it off. And yet, also, Asia Steam has 180-some-odd maps that each have a little bit different of this or that that just gives it that flair that I just keep enjoying. Honestly, if Asia Steam only had Rust Belt and there was nothing else to it, 
I don't know if I would ever still be continuing talking about Age of Steam the way I'm at. No. You would. I, I would think it's a great game, right? But I don't think I'd be at the point that I'm at yeah. with my. But we just had a fantastic play on the moon. So we did just yeah, have that was a, that was a great game. Game. Yeah, yeah. That and was... if you'd like to hear more of Richie's and I thought on that, all you have to do is Patreon. Be a patron. Hey, how come I'm not in on that one? <laughs> I, I I was I was a co-victor. Are, are, are we going to let him in on one of these? Yeah, we haven't recorded that episode yet. Chad, we don't edit it, so you can't be dropping F-bombs, all right? But yeah, I mean, for me, 18xx, it's just the flow is weird. Like the most exciting parts of the game for me are like in the first hour maybe two and then after that it's it just gets real boring real samey yeah i mean it would be like i'm trying to think of a like a movie or a book where like the protagonist dies and then it like gladiator let's say when russell crowe dies and then the movie goes on for another three hours <laughs> i'm really enjoying this metaphor <laughs> Like that's an 18xx game for me. Okay. It's like, why are okay. we still here? Yeah, okay. I can I can right. see that. Roll the credits. Let's now, go. Now I will say that I think both. Now Clef has played 1830 for sure. He has played uh, Poseidon, which is kind of 18xx adjacent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 18 Lilliput. Now Richie, I think, has played 18 Chesapeake, and that is that's it. Yeah, I've played 18 Chesapeake and no, 1846. Yeah, yes, sorry. Yes. Oh, you have yes. Sorry, and I really, really tried to read the rules to eighteen fifty three before I gave up. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do that. <laughs> um, so, uh, an eighteen Chesapeake, which both of these gentlemen have played, is very friendly in trying to not let people go bankrupt. Whereas Age of Steam is like, you know what? Screw y'all. You're going to go bankrupt. It's very possible, you know. And so there is a lot more sharp edges to what these guys have played in Age of Steam. And that's why, hopefully, eventually, uh, we're going to get 1882 played, where they will see some gut, somebody go bankrupt. It's about a two-hour play, okay, according yeah. to that. If it's two hours, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I knew Richie would be in if we can make it do that. And then, but now we got to make all 18xx yeah, games Yeah, no, two hours. and that's fair. Or you just say, look, look, Chad, I'll play, I'll play 18xx. It's just got to be 1882, and that's that's fine too. You know. That's it yeah. is what it is. That's it that's is, fine. It, it definitely is what it is. Yeah, I'll give you that. So there you go, Dave. I think that that uh, time constraints and decision space is really what Clef is is trying to say here, yeah, and I, I understand some of that to a, a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, so I I wanted just to at least say some of our some of our uh, punch bunch have said here. Uh, Jake Bloomquist said. He was very interested in this topic, uh, and he said he's coming it from the coming from it from the opposite perspective, that he loves 18xx games, but he just thinks AOS is just okay. Uh, Jake, you're no longer allowed to listen to the podcast, and you're out. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I love Jake. Jake has some really great perspective. Uh, he says here, for me, the stocks and shared incentives are so interesting. And he says, AOS, by contrast, just being about managing money and building routes and mostly about turn order auction just really isn't exciting for him. So, you know, which, hey, I, I, and obviously that's why we're all different as board gamers. Yes, yeah, that's right. You know, to me, that is super exciting. Everything in Age of Steam is, is great. And, you know, the 18X is not, but I, I just found that interesting here. And then Evan Scussels then kind of responded and said, you know, he uh, he really thinks Age of Steam is all about the turn order auction. Uh, you know, so if you really aren't into that, uh, you won't really like the rest of the game, uh, which uh, some other people then uh, Bryce Journey said he kind of disagrees that he thinks Age of Steam uh, is more 
there's more to it than just the, the the bidding for turn order. In fact, finds that to be not as exciting. Actually, he likes Steam better because he just kind of likes the, you know, you pick the thing and then that's your, the turn that you go in the next turn order. Yep. So, um, so there's a lot of great discussion on there. So if you're interested in hearing any more or actually reading all these comments, uh, like Richie said, go to Guild3227 uh, and it's under there for a uh, question for Clef. I'd like more questions for Clef. That's, that's a good one. Dating <laughs> <laughs> well, those in, guys. Good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, Dave, for your question. We appreciate it. You know what? My table's messy. What the hell? I don't know. Just kind of push it off to the side. What do you no, about? No, no, I can't oh. do that. I like order. Oh. I like order in my Caverna. I like order in my Uva games. I need to have my resources and some bit trays. I got an idea for you. What's that? Hey, Punch Bunch. Are you tired of having all your resources and chits all over the table? Well, do I have a solution for you? Magnetic hex trays from 3D Bitspace. They will keep your table organized and be a huge space saver. So head on over to 3dbitspace at etsy.com and order yours today. And if you mention Punchboard Paradise, you're going to get a free hex tray. Well, hey, uh, remember last time, last draft, uh, I won. You you did, and that was amazing. Yeah. Because Richie, honestly, so. Richie is like always like, he's coasting in the middle yeah. all the time. Yeah. He doesn't lose. I didn't have a lot of great picks. He doesn't always time. win. He yeah. just like coasts in the middle. He's right. just... He's so under the radar. We've decided to be a happier podcaster and instead of giving somebody a punishment, which only Chad liked... <laughs> <laughs> I like we're, spankings. But, you know, <laughs> we, we, we decided, so we're doing something new. We're going to do kind of a, a, a game off where we're going to pick right. two different games that are somewhat similar. You know, we're not going to pick, you know, uh, you know, Azul and, uh, you know, Liberty or Death or something like that. You All know, right. we're going to pick some, a couple of games that are similar. And so since me being the winner, I get to pick the games and I get to choose who gets to fight for that particular game. Okay. And then You're the judge. Yeah, too? exactly. And then I'm going to be right. the judge and okay. say who I think came up with the best argument. All right. So and then um, whoever loses has to give that game away, right? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna just have to kidding. Pick. Now. I will. You oh, are not. I will beat somebody up. I already have people on the social media interwebs like, hey, so do you play Concordia next or what? <laughs> okay, so here are the two games that I'm giving you guys, all right? All right. So, Chad, I am going to give you Agricola. Okay. And, Richie, I'm going to give you Caverna. All right. All right. All right. I will allow expansions to be part of the discussion, but the main part has to be the base, base game. Base game. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. All right. And so then we're going to put up a post in the, the guild. Post, and, yeah. yeah. So other people can talk about what they would, you know, how, like, so this is basically if you could only keep one of these games in your collection, uh -huh. which one of these games are you going to keep? And so that's, Fair. that's where the argument's going to okay. be right there. I have both. Let's All talk right. about that. All right. All right. Good. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, right. let's get on to today's draft, let's right? Let's draft it. We yeah. got some letters to draft. I'm ready to win another one. All right. <laughs> you might. This is a, a rough set for me. This was hard. <laughs> but, well, I'll say to start with, I went through the top 100 just to see how many of I, K, J, and L's are in there. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's only not, about eight not of yeah, those in the top 100. It's not tight, a lot. And yeah. some of those letters are even tighter. So, yeah. 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 Usually I can just go through my collection yeah. or games that I've rated. 
This time I had to go through games that I had gotten rid of by previously wow, owned yep. games wow, <laughs> to yep, come up with the wow. list. Okay, so here we go, gang. This is letters I J K L. Boom, 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 boom. Whatever that <laughs> that music is. Well, they've already heard that. Oh, they have. Okay, you already decided. I'm sorry. All right. Well, so Richie, <laughs> tell them how the draft. <laughs> tell them how the draft works, Richie. Going, Jed. I actually no, I like that. Tell them how the draft works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're editing works. Sorry. All right. So on Punchboard Paradise, uh, we like unique lists. That's why we draft. So we're going to do a serpentine draft, which all that means is if you draft last in the first round, you'll draft first in the second round. We're going to roll off to see who sets the draft order. Come on, money. <laughs> Richard rolled away. <laughs> Six, always baby, Chad. Every time. Always Chad. Every time. I don't even know why we roll anymore. I don't even know. It just might Here as well be Chad. Here we go. Woo, woo, woo. All right. <laughs> he drank some coffee. Uh, oh, he just drank that Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, he did. Bite. Frostbite Zero. <laughs> you know what? Can go. I just tell you? I looked all over town for this. Why? No, seriously. Because <laughs> it is really good. I don't know why it's so good, but I can tell you it is really good. It's Frostbite Mountain Dew Zero. And yeah, you can't find it anywhere except like at a special Walmart. Maybe, well, maybe it's Mountain got a good Dew caffeine will... content. We yes, know that. it does. <laughs> and maybe Mountain Dew will sponsor us. Now. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going first because I have an idea about what I want to pick. Richie, you're going second. All right. Clef, you're it. getting the turn. All right. I'll take the turn. All right. So I'm going to go with I. And there are a ton of I's for me. But the reason that I'm going with I is because I feel really, really strongly about it that you know what i was pick and so yeah i, I don't know about that i just know eye. that yeah. yeah i just know that imperial struggle uh by gmt games and ananda gupta and jason matthews mm -hmm. is honestly one of my favorite games i don't always get to play this game but it is so good and i had a lot of eyes but they were nowhere in the same tier as imperial struggle this is such a good game and clef i heard that you just recently got your butt handed to you uh with this game uh you know it was the first time i've gone over to joe farrell's since he had his new table and i didn't want to ruin the first time playing on oh, his table so i let him <laughs> you know i let him win how badly did you let him win? let's, let's not talk about yeah. that i was yeah. uh yeah i uh, know he uh i didn't get to the we got to the end of peace round four all right? <laughs> let me it just was, tell you it was painful and i think i did tell you but uh when i, I played all, before my review i played all five of my plays i think against joe and it was uh, enormously debilitating on my ego. And so that, like, when we would make it to the end of the round or end of the game, I mean... And that he would, would be a win. Yeah, and even he would if still he won, me, yeah. I'd be like, Joe in your face! <laughs> <laughs> Suck it! <laughs> and, you know, he'd still beat me, but, you This know. Mountain Dew has yeah. got to be good. I, I'm Now i got to try Where'd you find uh, it at? we, we got to get, get, get one of these Mountain Dews. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally understand. <laughs> But Imperial Struggle is my number one for I. <laughs> well, you got, Richie? obviously an amazing pick. It a is. A great game. And uh, it's, uh, you know, you got to put some time investment into playing this game, but it, it is great. So, and uh, Chad, can you hand me a pen so I can write these down so I don't forget them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was going to be my I. I think that was going to be the first pick no matter what, because these letters, as I'm looking at my list, what I wrote down here, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's rough. It is tough. Um, I'm going to go L. I don't think it really matters for most of these, but I'm going to go L and I'm going to draft my, my previous number one game mm -hmm. in Lorenzo Il Magnifico. Uh, yeah, this is, 
This is going to be a rough, rough list, guys. But, <laughs> but we haven't even gotten to Z or Y yet. But, <laughs> you know. good. Yeah. Yeah. but Lorenzo is a fantastic game, especially with the expansion. Uh, don't don't play without the expansion. Find the don't. expansion. Yeah, I think don't. it's in print, maybe. Who knows? Should be. Should be. Track it down if it's not. Yeah. And it's well worth whatever you got to pay for it. Fantastic engine building game. Uh, with a little bit of tableau building and some worker placement, and when you throw in that expansion, you get the fifth tower. It adds even more, you know, options during each round that are a little bit different. Because uh, if you just play the base game, you will learn those cards pretty quickly. Hmm. So, Lorenzo, okay. that's my number one pick. That's Good a pick. great pick. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm, I'm pretty happy because besides, you know, I and now, you know, my number one would, <laughs> was already pulled off. Uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty light on both J and K. So I'm, I'm taking my J's and K's right now. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to start off with K. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, a Richard Breeze game and uh key flower. Yeah. 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 It's top Uh, of the list. It is an absolutely great auction game. Uh, very, very fun to try to play that little cat and mouse game of, okay, if I put a red, meeple here you know i don't maybe really want this i hope that they're gonna try to bump me off so then i get my meeple back to actually go after the place i'm really wanting and you try to get to those uh what are they purple what is that it's the weird color i can't remember where it's like the wild color maybe green green, green, green. that's right green yeah. you know you try to get those green because you have you can only bid with the same color meeple and you start off whatever you start off the tile with is what they have to bid but yet you can also go and use other people's tiles in their area but then they get your meeples. So you want to try to make, you know, so obviously then you try to make yours as good as possible. So people have to come to yours, but yet you want to use your own also. It's absolutely fabulous game. I don't like it really more than three because it's really hard to keep track of what everybody else is kind of has in their, their area. hundred percent. Yeah. I I think the game plays up to six. Yeah, it does. But I I would, it's so hard to see that around the table. Exactly. I would keep it to the lower. I, I really even like it at two. I don't, I think it's still a solid game at two. I'm with you. Um, But uh, yeah, so great game. So that's uh, Richard Breeze and uh, Keyflower. What would you say to those people, and there are some of them, I think actually uh, some of the people at Game Brain are some of them, where they would like to play it sort of open-handed, where you can see what people have behind their screen as far as meeples to bet. What do you oh, What do you think about no. that? No. I'd smash some uh, no. Mountain Dew frostbites and we'd be fighting. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's part of the fun is not, I mean, you try. I like trying to remember sure. Okay, I know my opponent has a lot of, you know, especially after the first round, you know, well, the first round you always, everybody has this, I think you maybe draw a couple of random, I can't remember, but for the most part, after that, you kind of have an idea of what the people have, and that's one, I like that, so then I'm trying to, you know, do they remember what I do? No, I wouldn't want to play it open. Okay, Maybe for a learning game. Yeah, Uh, yeah. sure, I mean, if you're doing a learning game, maybe, but. I like I'm, that. I'm okay. really interested to see what your J's are. I have three J's, well, and I don't, I'm not crazy about any of them. Richie's feeling really aggressive here, and I uh-huh. just don't feel comfortable with his frostbite <laughs> Mountain Dew stuff. So go ahead with your next pick there, Clive. <laughs> <laughs> this is the strangest podcast I've ever done. <laughs> um, okay, well... And my J is is rough. I, I'm I'm excited to hear because <laughs> me too. I, I have three J's. One uh, of them I played once about five years ago, okay. and it's on uh, there just in case. One of them I played once about three or four years ago. Okay, and played it at two players, which I don't think is the right player count, <laughs> and don't even think we finish it. 
and that's John Company, so I can't take it. Right. I can't. No, yeah. yeah, see, I, I, I looked at that, and I was like, I can't. Yeah. I, I didn't write it down just because yeah. yeah. I, I haven't even down, played you know? it. Yeah. Uh, so the game I'm taking that's a J, <laughs> 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 I mean, I, I actually really like this game a lot. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. I like it a lot. Is it a card game? Uh, no. 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 Okay. Right. Here we go. Uh, I like it a lot, and it, it has a kind of a fun story. I, I honestly, I think it is the first game I ever bought at Gen Con. Okay, so okay. it's not what I thought it was. Then. Okay. All right. Um, it happened to be I was first time at Gen Con, and my eyes are just like, oh my god, there's board games everywhere. You know, yeah. it's so amazing. And I went up to the uh, the Mayfair. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, area, and they had some games there that were like ten bucks, and I was like, "Oh my god, I got, I'm, I'm buying these games!" <laughs> so I bought this game, and I went home. And it's a very unique game where you're you're obviously all against each other, but you have a common kind of path where you are working your way to the center of the earth. And then you're making your way like through the water and then trying to come back out. Oh, okay. And the game of this game is called Journey to the Center of the Earth. Wow. Okay. It's still over on the it, shelf, isn't it? I is still, it, it yeah. is on I my shelf. I have it. Not getting rid of this game. It's not even on the sell shelf. No. no not it's even on the main shelf. No, no. Wow, I'm shocked. It's, it's, a, it's actually a game that I, th- I mean, it's not some amazing game by any link's imagination, but it's just a fun kind of set collection. You're... Like I said, so you are the, the to start with when you start down the like end of the center of the earth, there's three different colored meeples, but you, everybody is controlling all three of those meeples. So I might move the red one down to do something. Then Richie can still then move that red piece down with his cards. And you're just trying to collect these different uh, uh, fossils as you're going down. And then you have to have like certain amount of water to keep the fossils, you know, I don't know to make them not explode or something. I don't know what the exact theme is, but, and then eventually once you get through the first section, everybody hops onto a raft and then you're just trying to kind of move down this raft. And once again, everybody is still just moving the same piece. You're just trying to hit these certain spots on the board and get these fossils. I like the game. I think it's cool. It's, it's a well done game. It's uh, I mean, the components are, eh, you know, the board is, you know, whatever. It's not something today would even make it to anybody's table. And it looks pretty blah. And, you know, obviously, uh, but I like it. I'm putting it on my list. And that's really because there's not a lot of J's out there. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll stand by it. In uh, <laughs> yeah. So Journey to the Center of the Earth by Mayfair Games. Have no clue who the designer is. And I'm sorry. That's that great. Person. Uh, Good pick, Clef, considering <laughs> what you had to choose for Jason. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Richie, back to you. All right. I'm going to go. I don't really need to. I don't need to worry about anything here. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to take my next favorite game, and that's uh, Kemet. I was waiting for that to be your pick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a I Richie pick. Dudes on the map. I, I, yeah. The Blood and Sand uh, Kickstarter should be delivering soon. And I got the, the veterans. Uh, pledge so I get a nice little upgrade. So I'm, nice. I'm excited once you get that yeah. to play it again. Get, I, get back I, to the table. I do want to play this. When I played this, this you know it, it it was fun for me, but it it was also around the time where 
you know, I thought uh, Firenze was a mean game. Yeah, so. you, you weren't drinking Mountain Dew back then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do we, Not we just should have known that's all Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah. Uh, and this is the uh, first game I ever played with Richie, yeah. so it uh, has a little, little soft Oh, that's right. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yep. All right, so that makes me feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my second pick. Gimmit. Right, okay. Well, uh, so I got my eye out of the way, and... Um, Come on, we all know what you're going to pick for your L. No, I, you know, I'm going to leave it open. I've got a couple for my L, and I'm good about it. I'm going to go to J right now. That's right, my first I'm interested. one. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. You're doing for your J. I have a couple, but I'm going to go with Jump Drive, uh, a Thomas Ugh. Lehman game. Ugh. You don't Ugh. like Jump Drive at all? Why Why would you ever play Jump Drive instead of just Race for the Galaxy? Uh, I wouldn't normally, but it's my J. <laughs> it's okay. <a> J. So <clears throat> You got to stretch. <laughs> here, here, if, if somebody said, Chad, you can play Race for the Galaxy or Jump Drive, I'm always choosing Race for the Galaxy. But Jump Drive is about you know, 10 to 15 minutes. I um, haven't played it, so I can't. It's, you wouldn't like it. No. It's okay. Uh, but I, I was going to make a comment, but I can't. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. It'll be spoilers. I oh. have, <laughs> yeah, I have some other ones that I really like. One of the games in my J's, I wish that I had invented. Oh, you, you picked your J. What are you, yeah. you about to start talking about other J's here? I'm just, you You can use it to your discretion or not, but I'm just saying, <laughs> I one of the games I, I wish that I had uh, designed myself, and the other game my family, family really likes, but I'm going to go with Jump Drive. That's my J, okay? okay. Thomas yeah, Lehman. That's your J. Yeah. Okay. All right. J's are tough, people. Yeah, it is. It is. J, J is was tough. the toughest I'm actually surprised you didn't pick Jaipur. Well, I had it there, and it's a great sort of gateway game. But it's not. I, I I think I'd rather play jump drive than jump yeah, No jump drive. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Give it up. Okay. All right. What's your, you? You got okay. another pick here, Jay. So we're gonna go with L, and my L is gonna be like one of my favorite games of all time. Nobody's su surprised about it. It is highly thematic. No matter what Richie says about it, <laughs> it is Lisboa. By the all-time great... The rule book is very thematic. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. It is great. And Vital Lacerda designed a great game. And Ian O'Toole... Who? Ian O'Toole. Oh, what's he do? Uh, he's amazing. Oh. And he <laughs> makes board game art. Oh, art. Or, as he would say, illustration. Uh, okay, and okay. Uh, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Uh, down to the cracks in the board... And uh, all those things. Lisboa is a great game about the earthquake and the, yes, the fire. Yes. Clef looks confused. It's I, I, I've creating tried, yeah. bricks through uh, making your straw and your rubble fit together, you know, on your board and making those shops. It even has Mercada de Lisboa as a part of the game, right? It, it's so deep and dense that they made a filler game out of just a section of it. It's a great game. Lisboa from Eagle Griffin and my favorite Vital Lacerda. It's an absolutely solid game. Yeah, it's a good game. I, hey, yeah. I rebought it with because of the Queen's variant. So it no. is fantastic with the Queen's variant. It's it is it's better. I one day may want to play it again. Clef, you <laughs> taught me this game, so I will I will I, attribute that to you. I yeah, had a great yeah. play of this game. So I, you know, I mean, I played the game six or seven times. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a great game. It's a great pick, and I would have been floored if you would have picked any other L. Yeah, right. I had another L and I think it'll come up very soon. But okay. All right. there we go. All right. 
All right, Richie. You, Richie. All right, for my eye, I'm going to... See, my eye's tough. The the one that I should probably take if we... Because we're going to have to do a number, right? Uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah, we'll throw that in there. You know, I'm just going to take it anyways, even though... Yeah, I'm just going to take it. Uh, I'm going to go with Imperial Settlers for my eye. And it is... Um, the number obviously I'm thinking of is 51st state, but I'll just pick a different number. No, when I get no, to no, it. no, 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 no. I'm just saying I'm going to pick a different number when I get to it. Cause yeah, I don't want to, yeah. cause they're essentially the same game. No, they're not really the same game. They're though. the same game. No, just one has player because you're pretty picky in. about differentiating. <laughs> they are different games. Yes. Yeah, so I'm yeah. just saying, I'm yeah. not going to pick 51st state when we get around to the okay. number because okay. I'm taking as Imperial long as we're clear on that. So you yeah, don't yeah, pick yeah. empires of the North. You're like, no, 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 Okay. It, it took Imperial Settlers and declawed it, took its teeth out, and then Ooh. sedated it. All right. So, ouch. If you if you like playing, like a uh, yeah, we're not even talk about that. It's it's a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of people love it. Yeah. But it is a. It's no, it's not good. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> what do you like about Imperial Settlers? But Imperial Settlers one, if you know, if you like those player powers, if you mm -hmm. like. You know, wildly different player powers, and you don't mind doing a little deck building to to get a good deck out of it. Especially if you buy a bunch of the expansions, then Imperial Settlers is right up your alley. If you like in your face games, games where you can really—I mean, you can truly go over and kick over someone's sandcastle. Mm -hmm. Then Imperial Settlers is the game for you. Imperial Settlers for my eye. Okay. Yeah, and this was one of the first games that Re Re Reggie. <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> I said Reggie. Are you sure that's just Reggie, Mountain Dew? Reggie, Reggie in that cup. Reggie. <laughs> I want some more of that Mountain Dew uh, that Richie and I played together. Uh, yeah, it was one of the first ones. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Kim, it's better. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. I guess now I get to pick both of my last letters. Uh, Here we go. Whew. So I, for me, certainly my number one pick was was taken off the board there immediately. So. This is tough because <laughs> there is a game that I think is it's a really good game. I just haven't had the spectacular play of it yet. Yes, and and I part of it is hell. I just don't understand parts of the game, <laughs> but it's so cool. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's the coolest thing in the world to say uh, your two companies are merging together, mm -hmm. and we're going to auction those company off. And I don't even have any stock in either one of them right away. You know, yeah. type of thing. It's such an interesting concept, but I feel like I need to better understand that game before I would pick it. Right. So, I uh, agree with you because okay. I, I put it on my list. I put it in parentheses for the same reason. Okay. You know, yep. uh, for those who don't know, we're talking about Indonesia. So a great splatter game, yep. but I, not at this point do I feel like I'm going to take it. So the eye that I'm actually going to take is... Uh, Yes, this game is way, 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 way lighter than most games that I'm ever going to choose. On That's this okay. Way, okay. Okay. Light is I, okay. Absolutely. Is it not as light with the expansion? So it's not as light with okay. the expansion. Yeah, I figured it. Um, I think this is. I really enjoy this game. And uh, the, the designer you may have heard of, his name yep. is Alexander Fister. So Isle of Sky is not a. Way to, way to take my big. <laughs> There's my no big disgrace. Away, <laughs> There's no disgrace in that. I'm just telling you. I, I feel disgrace. I'm like, I have to feel like I have to justify <laughs> I don't know why. I would a light game. It was on my list. On it here, was on you know? my list, too. It is a very good you know? game. Yeah. Dan, Dan's over there rolling his eyes right now. Well, you know what? saying Isle of Sky. Dan can go roll his eyes. So, all right. Anyways, uh, spoiler alert. We're going to have Dan on the podcast next time when we review Terraforming Myers. Okay. The Ares expansion. All right. right. 
little, little expedition. That is whatever the terraforming <laughs> Mars. Okay, we might even have another the target. Special, we the might target have a, version. We might have two special guests on the next podcast. I don't know. I don't know if he'd be good on a podcast. I don't know. We'll have to see. <laughs> right. Back to this podcast. <laughs> this podcast has gone way it's off the rails. The rails. <laughs> uh, I'm picking Isle of Sky. Yep. Um, Alexander Fister. I just I find it interesting. The whole you put your tiles behind your screen and then you put how much money each one of them is going to be worth, and then you reveal it, and then you start. So if you're first to pick, you got to make sure you have enough money to buy something. But if you're later to pick, you might actually you know, spend a bunch of your money because you might actually make money by somebody buying your tile before it comes time to buy your tile. After that, yes, it's a, it's a fairly simple placement of tiles out on the board. Um, the expansion certainly, I thought, made it very cool. Uh, it's the druids one that we've played no, no. journeyman journeyman yeah i've not gotten to play the druids one yet, me either yet but the, the journeyman is very cool where you get these extra powers and you move along when you hit these spots it's very good game it's it's not super heavy but Every time I, I don't know why you keep apologizing for the weight. It does, it's right? It's okay. Game. It's like he's embarrassed. It's okay. You know what? I okay. will say, I think that that is a great game, and I'm curious. Uh, would you guys recommend it as a almost like a gateway plus game or? Oh, Gale yeah, plus definitely. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's a step above like yeah. Carcassonne. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. That's, that's, that's the way I feel. Like I mean, someone likes tile layers, that's yeah. perfect it, for them. I think it, you could even take somebody and who hasn't played Carcassonne and even step them into it. Maybe. I mean, the toughest yeah. thing is trying to have them understand what a value of a tile would be. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're either going to value them too low or too high. Right. If they don't quite understand it, that would be the toughest part about the game. And the only thing that. The only reason why it was so when I think of a gateway game, a lot of times I think of a game that I have all the information w- up front so I can help them through turns. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Where yeah. in that game, it's a little bit tougher for me to say bid this amount or something right. like that on those tiles. So that's right. where I would say it's definitely that plus level, you know, maybe even plus plus, maybe is what okay, I would say. Okay, fair enough. You know, yeah, it's hard in those auction games because I do feel like a lot of auction games, if you know what the value is, you can. You know, you can play right. it, you know, right. but, uh, I, you know, I, I think this is something you can ease some people into depending on what their level of comfort is. So sure. yeah, sure. good okay. pick. I think it's okay. pick. all right. Yeah. It was on my list. Uh, now for my L I had a lot of, you know, I had some good choices for L so I didn't yeah, L you know, was certainly was, fairly stacked. Yeah. yeah You've got some, there's some are you going to keep you know, the tradition going though, uh, of this you know, list? Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm wondering. I'm not going to keep the tradition going. Wow. Whoa. Okay. I, I love Liberty or death It is a great game, but I'm going to pick another game that, uh, haven't picked for a while. And actually is a, game that I absolutely think is is wonderful. It's got a lot of planning. Talk about a not mm-hmm. a gateway game for sure. Right. Uh, definitely a game <laughs> that is very hard to teach because it's hard to uh, have everybody understand all the planning aspects of it, especially it's a, so unique when you get these planning cards, you have to plan for future turns to be able to use those cards. And the game I'm talking about is Lignum. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is um, a designer's first game though, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so, um, I don't know what his name is, but it's definitely Alexander, his, <laughs> whatever his name is. Alexander Hummel. Yeah, maybe hum, that's, I hum, think those, those 
Hummel those dolls. Something, yeah. Hummel dolls. I don't uh, know. Something. I don't know. This, just forget about it, people. This episode we're gonna, is... We're going to get to the end of this eventually. <laughs> Anyways, Capstone. I'm taking Lignum. Yeah. It's, yeah, Capstone reprinted it a few years ago. It's it's a great game. You know, it's a, uh, for me, this is a Francis Drake killer. I mean, this is... If I'm going to play a game like that, okay. I'm playing this, you know, where you're, you have the choice of moving as far down the track as you want to, but then you can't go back. It's just yeah. a, it's a tremendously great game, and you you get a you get to make a lot of wood jokes. So there you go. There you go. Lit- now no. that I will agree with you on. <laughs> I, I think Heaven and Ale did this agonizing down the track a little bit better, but I do love Lignum, and this was on my short well, list. For I would sure. certainly agree yep. with that too. But yes, all right, all right, uh, Richie, finish your your list off. All here. right, my here comes my J. I had three J's, and like I said, one of them I didn't even like, and I only played it once a few years ago. <laughs> so I'm going to pick the one that I I play, I still play to this day. It's a family weight game and it's a dexterity game. It'll probably be my only dexterity game that hits the list. Is this what I think it is? Junk art? Oh, I thought it was Jenga. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I really thought it was Jenga. <laughs> no, junk art. All right, um, okay. And it is a solid dexterity game. If you are looking for one that you can play with your family, I like the, because basically it's just, you have a box and then you have a bunch of different weird pieces in there and you have a deck of cards and you'll flip out. I think for one game, you're going to play three different mini games within that. Mm-hmm. So it is a, a fun dexterity game that plays well with families. Uh, so yeah, that's my J. You know what? It's a good pick and I can back you up. I will say that I had to give it away because my wife who... She essentially gives me the cinnamon roll tube to uh, pop the seal on. Um, you know, she does not oh, like Jenga. Gets a little anxious. Yeah, yeah. she does not like any noise. <laughs> well, and there's one mini yeah. game where you have to get up from the table and move to the next person's. Right. And that one is can be a little tricky because you loud. don't want to bump the table. Yep. You know, you're trying to move around. Yeah. So yeah, so I hear oh, you. you play junk yeah. you, I really like junk I might load it to you to play with your girls. Your, yes. girls, your girls would love that. All right. All, All right. right. Finish us off, Chad. My last one. You got and, your K. Yeah, it's got to be a K. I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going to double down. Uh, I knew he was going to double down. You knew I was going to double down. You knew it. You know, there were a lot of great ones, but I, I, I'm i going to double down on Kanban. Kanban and the new edition with the supercharged expansion is beautiful. Oh, my God. And and with the Eno tool art, it's easier to Ooh. teach. Yeah, uh, Ian O'Toole. He's oh, a guy. Right. He, yeah, he's an up and comer. Yeah, right. uh, anyway, he. It, it is so much easier to teach. I will say, and uh, it's it's a really good game. You guys, it's a even at two, three, and four players. Kanban is is very good. So okay. uh, I want to get another play because the shaky teach from Clef that one time where <laughs> he thought he remembered how to play it, but then yeah. when he brought it out, it every, wasn't as bad as Vasco. No, no it was nowhere near as bad every as Vasco. Every time I Gama. try to teach a Lacerda game and I think I know it, I realize I have. There's no so many. Idea. I mean, there's so many little rules. That's, that that's not just you. It's yeah, it's a it's, lot of people. It's, yeah, it's tough. You yeah. you I I in fact before like right now I wouldn't even feel comfortable teaching. I think I could do the gallerist. But I would even yeah. feel like I mean, you still, still want still have the reference, the player aid. Yeah, at yeah. Some point. yeah. right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, tough. I, I mean, I, I'm a hundred percent with you. Uh, for Lacerda games, that is the dinger. Right, is teaching it to new players. Right. I have no excuse for Vasco da Gama, but no, you, know, you for, don't. For those at least, I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kanban is my last one, and it's a great one. It's sort of worker placement. 
It's also that efficiency engine, and uh, it works as well at two as it does at four. There right. you go. All right. So uh, I drafted uh, Keyflower, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Lignum, and Isle of Sky. Chad had Imperial Struggle, Jump Drive, Lisboa, and Kanban. And Richie had Lorenzo El Magnifico, Kemet, Imperial Settlers, and Junk Art. And I want to see these J's in the in the guild. And I think, and I mean, the way this episode is going, I have no clue what's going to be cut. But I, I don't know if you I, I said that. I wouldn't cut anything. I would just put it out there just Plow exactly ahead. as is. I don't know if you I said this you on the podcast. I think you should stop ed- editing. <laughs> oh, I would love that. I don't, I, you I don't know if you said this on the podcast or not, but there's there's zero J's in the top 100. Is that correct? There, there are zero J's in the top 100. None. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. it yep. is. And J's very were hard. few, very few. Of I mean, there's more L's than anything, but only like a couple of K's. There was uh, Keyflower and uh, Kingdom Death Monster. Yep. And then otherwise there was uh, Lord of the Rings, Lorenzo, Lisboa. Yeah, and a lot of L's. Lords so, of Water yeah. Deep. We need some designers and, uh, to make yeah. some J games. So well, yeah. Can I just tell you actually my family's favorite J game, and this is the one that I Jenga. That, yeah, <laughs> Jenga, that I wish I I had designed was just one, because it seems so simple. Really, like yeah, I didn't like just one. Well, I my thought I was family going to, loves it, just one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, my family and this didn't is like another it. one you can teach it to anybody. Yeah, and it's very popular. Oh, but it like, for we, sure. Yeah, yeah. we it, almost always won. Like we never lost that game, and that's part of the reason wait, we didn't. Have it. you guys? Have you guys done all thirteen cards in a row? Oh, oh yeah. my God! Easy. Have you? Yeah, it's very easy. easy. Yeah. I, it's, okay. I don't know. I feel it's... really stupid now. Oh well, okay, you should. <laughs> <laughs> What's it time for, Jed? It is time for our look back, and we've got a double Ooh. feature. Oh. Yeah. I think we need another can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our punch board previous plays, we're going to start with Mark Hybo oh. from Capstone Games. I remember that one. And uh, our man... Alexander Fister. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were supposed to answer? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think... Well, I know I gave it a five. I really like this game. All right. Yeah, I also five? gave it a five. Yep. And well, uh, I think we all know what Clef I, gave it. I gave it yeah. a six. Why did you give it a six? Because it's, it's a heck of a damn good game. It okay. Was, it was the number one that year. It yeah. was my number one that it year. It made Clef play solo games. Uh, That's true. Right? It did. And he was excited about it. Yeah, he was totally excited about it. And I think at some point, it was either him or Dan that were talking about because I, I talked about the one of my, Alexander Fister, I mean, please stop trying to write right any type of story <laughs> no, I totally don't agree. write any hire it out if you yeah. want to include a some type of narrative in your games that's fine but hey. you need to hire someone agree else. i'm agree. very i'm wanting to know what happens with the plague in the caribbean <laughs> yeah. all right yeah. it was either you or dan that were actually excited about the writing yep. <laughs> what are you talking about no not so good not so good love fister his writing no good so chad uh, so you gave it a five what would you give it now I'm going to stick with a five. I, okay. I still really like this game. I think that there are problems with the narrative structure, but overall the mechanisms are great. Yeah. So okay. five for me stays. Oh, okay. Richie, what about you? Uh, it's tough for me. I I want to keep it at a five, okay. but I have not played this in a long time. Right. And when I think of Alexander Fister games, I think of Great Western Trail and Mombasa are the first two 
that come into my head as far as like what I want to play, what I would want to put on the table. Okay. So I think I got to take it down to a four. It is still a fantastic game. It's still a game that I keep in my collection, but I haven't reached for it. I really haven't reached for it. Okay. So I'm going to go down to a four. Hmm. Okay. Well, this is, this, this is, this is tough. <laughs> just because what Richie just said is, is a hundred percent. I have not touched this game in a year. Yeah. I, I don't think I've thought about it in a year. You know, it hasn't even been a, Hey, you know, and in fact, I know like I'll look at, you know, when we're sitting there sometimes trying to decide on a game, I'll come across and I'll look at it and I'll go and just move right on. You know, mm-hmm. it's not even a, Oh, does somebody want to play Mark Ibo? You know, I don't think that's the game's fault. Part of that is my fault. I played this thing literally 30 times in yeah. two months. Okay. And then a little game called age of steam happened. And then I kind of forgot about all games before that is yeah. part of the problem. So I don't want to say that that's necessarily the game's fault. I think the game is still a very, very solid game. The story sure is maybe not anything that's spectacular, but I like how it made little changes to the board, but yet made, didn't change the game. You know, it was still the same game just with some minor changes and, and, and still played well. Is this a six? No, this is, this game is not a six. Uh, it's not in my top 10 of all time anymore. It may have been at one point. I don't know if we have the recording <laughs> to prove that or not. <laughs> we do. Um, okay. Uh, but uh, I st- this is still a solid five. I'm not, uh, you know, I- I'm with Chad on this. I still think this is a game that is a very, very good game. It would still be 100% in my top 10 of whatever year that was, 2019. Uh, you know, I don't know. The COVID world has, you know, changed me. I don't remember years anymore. But uh, it would still be 100% a top 10 game for the year. So I think this is still a solid five. I'm still like, if, if somebody came to me and said, Hey Clef, I'd really love to play Maracaibo. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I don't want to play that guy. I'd still play it. Yeah. I would still definitely play it, but I'm definitely um, not reaching for it. Right. And there are games that I would say I'd rather play over it anymore. Mm-hmm. All righty. So what cool. should, what does punch bunch say? Well, the punch bunch says Andy England from our punch bunch says Maracaibo for me is still amazing. I've played at most player counts at this point, including solo and still really enjoy it. I, I'd like to get more into the legacy story part of the game, but just haven't gotten into the chance as the timing goes. I can't wait for the app to be released, hopefully very soon, so I can solo the story mode whenever I want. I usually like a big Ameritrash game and love story and theme in my game. So this is a Euro with evolving story. I have to continue to keep at a six for me. Definitely a top three Euro game in my collection. All right. So, you know, we know Andy and that's like, he does not like Euro games normally. That's a high so praise. For yeah. Him. Yeah. He's, yeah. And right. I didn't realize an app was coming out for that. Right. That will definitely help it for me. For story, yeah. as, especially, right? Like for that solo no, mode? just playing it more. Oh, okay. <laughs> it. Never mind. Playing it more. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. <laughs> what else we got? Evan Scussell says, uh, I really enjoy Mario Kaibo but it feels more multiplayer solitaire to me than anything you get from Great Western Trail or Mombasa. Mombasa is certainly Fisher's most player interactive game, but Great Western Trail is his most strategic, which is why I like it the most. He goes on to talk a little bit about one of the other punch bunders, but he just kind of talks about how he does like the multi-use cards in Mayakarbo are far more interesting to me than the pure tableau building, say like in Terraforming Mars. Uh, he thinks that Fister has a knack of blending a ton of different mechanisms in his game that on the surface should not work well together, 
but they kind of do make a good cohesive gameplay experience. Uh, not to mention the strategic balance between the various strategies seem to be in equilibrium far more than most other designers, even if it doesn't appear to be the case upon your first couple of plays. And then he kind of gives his ranking, which I, you know, uh, found interesting here. Uh, so his number one, he put as Great Western Trail as a, as a solid six. He then put Mombasa as a second. So as we've always said, Evan's a very, very smart guy. So, mm -hmm. okay. And then he put Maracaibo there at a five also. Uh, then he put Cloud Age as a four. I'd really like to talk to Evan about that because we did not have a great experience. We with that. did not, no. but you know. Yeah, but and then uh, Blackout Hong Kong at a four, which I would probably be right in the same boat with him there. So uh, then he said, really, the rest of his stuff is a little bit lighter. He hasn't played it yet. Find out if Evan's played Isle of Sky. Might be a little too light for him. I don't know. I don't know. No. Anyway, yeah, so check it out. Yeah. So I, I mean I feel like most of the punch bunch uh enjoys this game. I don't really yeah. nobody really said, Oh, this is a terrible game or anything. Right. Um, you know, the funny thing is there's a lot of the comments are more what they think is Fister's best game and yeah. you know, kind of on those lines and kind of we're discussing that. But if you like Euro games, this is a great, great Euro game. And definitely if you've never played it, it's definitely worth a play. Right. All right. Well, we got we've got one more because we're behind. So please forgive us. But Punch Bunch, uh, we reviewed over a year ago. We reviewed Cooper Island from Capstone. So uh, you know, we all gave it fives. Okay. Do you still give it a five, Clef? Mm, wow, well, this is is another really tough thing because, quite honestly, once again haven't played it in over a year once again not the game's fault that's you know uh, age of the new and you know uh once again age of steam so it's really tough to say i still remember this game quite fondly i still like the puzzle i like how it's it's kind of difficult to do a lot of stuff in this game you really got to concentrate on one kind of particular thing to start with to kind of get your engine rolling which i liked um it's definitely I mean, it's kind of solitarish where you're, you know, you're kind of building up your own island and kind of doing your thing. Um, I don't think I can drop it. I think I would, if once again, I feel like if, if I went back to 2019, this would still be in probably in the top five of 2019. So I'm going to keep it at a five. I don't have a reason why I would drop it. Well, I, I have played this since we reviewed. I played a couple of solo games, actually, and yeah. I like the puzzles. Well, I think... Over time, though, that the puzzle gets a little samey. And I think this okay. could really use like an expansion, something. And I hear that that's coming out. To be oh, honest okay. With you. okay. Yeah. 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 And once again, though, after those uh, two solo plays, it went Fair on enough. the shelf. Okay. And it sat there. Yeah. Did and it sell? But no, it's still in the collection. Okay. And but now is that, that the you game's talked about fault? the expansion. Yeah. But is it the game's fault that it's no, sitting no, on no. The shelf? It's not the game's yeah. fault. If you like Cooper Island, right. uh, it's a solid game. It's just right now for me, it's taught like that style of game is having a harder and harder time getting to the table. Sure. Fair enough. And sure. if I were to review Cooper Island today, it would probably be a four. Hmm. Okay. Well, then you okay. got to go I'm going to go four. Okay. All right, Chad, uh, what say you? I'm going to say I rated it a five and I'm going to keep it at a five. And this is tough, but I really like, I like the solo game and I like what the deck does with the solo game. Okay. But... I also like how tight it is. I, I will admit that there is not a lot of uh, player interaction. There's not a lot of going into each other's island. It takes a lot to go around the coast to get there. But I still really like what the 
what the tightness of of the game is. And I'm still gonna gonna stick it with a five. So I still really enjoy Cooper Island, and I like the the solo game uh, for the the few plays that I played of it with that solo deck. Yeah. It stays at five for me. All right. Well, the Punch Bunch had uh, we actually had a fair amount of replies on this one too. Right. Uh, Matthew S says. Uh, this is a top 10 game for both me and my wife. I do suspect that there is an issue with replayability, uh, though there is an expansion coming. Uh, but I've played the game 11 times, and I certainly am not tired of it yet. So, yeah, that, I'm excited for that expansion now right. that I know okay. about it. So. Yeah. And ben Coberly, ben Coberly, who is a big Capstone fan, says, I was not a fan of this game at all. I felt like at the end of the game, I didn't really accomplish anything worthwhile, and there was still so much to do. And it wasn't fun enough for me to want to give it a, another try to explore those other areas. So there you go. I and mean, it can definitely be a punishing game. And yes, I think for your first is. game, you really want someone there who has played the game before who can, you know, kind of guide you, you a little bit. A little yeah. Because yeah. if you just go into that game and just play it without really knowing just it, with the rule book and after, yeah, yeah you're going to be in trouble early. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. So, yeah, some good thoughts there. Well, we're getting ready. For the next episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna stare down, I'm gonna stare down Richie like Connor McPherson <laughs> right now, like thinking my Agricola face right now, and uh, distracting because you got yeah. that Whoa. you got that helmet on with the two Mountain Dew cans yeah. on the side that you're just sucking down. It is. <laughs> we'll see. Like the straws are what it's all about, man. Don't don't face me. Uh, I'm ready. All right. Well, gonna... punch bunch. Oh, Get wow. ready. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> All right, everybody. We're out of here. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Punchboard Paradise would like to thank our loyal listeners as well as the publishers and designers that have provided review copies. You can find us at punchboardparadise at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Punchboarders. We are on Instagram at Punchboard Paradise and Facebook at Punchboard Paradise. How bad 18xx games are, Chad? So here's the thing. <laughs> Year is 2021. Why are we playing in the 1800s? <laughs> <laughs> really, folks, uh, make sure you tip your waitress. Uh, I'll be here all night. <laughs>